Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' lives. As you know, this first season is all about classroom management strategies, about gaining and keeping your students' attention and minimizing problems so you can focus on what really matters, teaching and making a difference. Last week, we talked about our demeanor and how we need to be both kind and strict. Today, we're going to talk about your rapport with your students and how easy it is to destroy it. Before we get into that, I want to remind you that our next live training event is going to occur at the end of February, and we only do a few of these a year, so if you're interested, you definitely want to head over to teachfortheheart.com slash training to get for more information, I'm sorry, to get more information and to register for free. And on this live training, we're going to be talking about a five-step plan to regain control of your classroom. It'll discuss some of the tips that we've talked about on the podcast, but in a little bit more detail, and then there'll also be some information that we haven't gotten to yet. Um, So you definitely don't want to miss that live training event um, at the end of February. Now, if you're listening to this and you're saying, February is long gone, you're listening to this some point in the future, um, don't worry. You can still go to teachfortheheart.com slash training, and you can sign up to be notified when the next live training event is scheduled. As I said, I normally do a couple, uh, two or three of them a year. So we'll look forward to seeing you then. All right, let's get back to today's topic, which is our rapport with our students. You know, about a year ago, maybe it's been, I wrote an article and it was entitled Seven Easy Ways to Destroy Your Rapport with Your Students. I'm just going to read you um, the beginning of it. Well, actually, you know what? If you want to read it, I'll let you go ahead on over. If you go to teachfortheheart.com slash podcast six, you can read the beginning of it. But basically, I wrote the entire article uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek and just started out by saying, you know, I know teachers out there think rapport is important, but it's really not. It's not really going to make a difference, you know. And, oh, man, if you've built rapport, you need to destroy it right now. Here's seven easy ways to destroy it. And I go on to describe... um, little, as I said, kind of tongue-in-cheek, seven easy ways to destroy your rapport with your students. And it was just cracking me up because uh, a lot of people liked the article, a lot of people shared it, but um, there were definitely a few people I think were genuinely a little confused. Uh, one person commented, I really hope this is tongue-in-cheek, and someone else said, I keep looking for the Onion logo. And I just, I don't know, I felt, <laughs> I felt a little bad. I'm like, I think it's pretty obviously tongue-in-cheek, but I guess as I think about it, these people don't really know me, so uh, they, they don't know for sure that I am, in fact, completely trying to make the opposite point. Um, the point really is, and I think we all know this, that rapport is so important. We all know that. Um, But the reality is, and this is what I was trying to get across, is that it is also so easy to destroy. And um, when we think about building rapport, I think we spend a lot of time thinking about things that we can do. Uh, And that's good. You know, we can show our students that we care. We can, you know, um, talk to them about things that don't relate to school. We can show up at their basketball games or their, you know, fine arts competitions. We can um, remember their birthdays. We can talk to their parents. You know, we can send, write notes and praise them. These are all very important, and I am in no way minimizing them. These are important activities to help build rapport. And that rapport is important because when it comes time to discipline students or to expect things from them, that rapport that you've built 
is what is very necessary. It, it's almost like, I don't know if you guys have heard Stephen Covey's example of an emotional bank account. You know, when you're building rapport, when you're, it's like you're making deposits in this bank account. And when it comes time to discipline or to expect something of your students, um, you kind of have to make a withdrawal. And if there's nothing in there, if you've built no rapport, that check's going to bounce and it is just that the conversation is not going to go well. You're going to get nowhere. But if you've really built up a strong rapport, then even though it's a tough conversation, uh, you can make some real progress because the student has some respect and there's been some rapport built up. And that's actually what we're going to talk about next week is how to have that conversation and some ways that you can actually counsel and talk to students. But for now, like I said, we know we all know rapport is important and it's very important to spend time building it. But today, I want to focus on the other side of the coin, and that is how easy it is to destroy our rapport. And I think there's a lot of things that um, we as teachers sometimes do, and we may not even realize it, that can quickly uh, erode any rapport we've built and make it really hard to um, build any more. So let's jump right into them and talk about seven easy ways that you can destroy your rapport with your students. Uh, Number one is to make sure that you're always right. So if you really want to frustrate your students, make sure you always insist that you're right, even when you're wrong. And of course, never apologize for mistakes or if you lose your temper. Uh, So clearly, um, this is kind of obvious, but sometimes we get insecure and we just are, we were scared to admit a mistake, or sometimes it just comes back to pride. You know, we're proud and we don't want to admit it. You know, another thing that happens sometimes is we like to blame shift. Um, this trick is as old as Adam and Eve, but um, sometimes I've, I've heard teachers say, you know, I'm not responsible for yelling. The student, the student messed up and I just reacted. No, no, no. We are, we are, we are responsible, and uh, we need to admit when we're wrong and um, apologize when we do so. So, if you want to destroy your rapport, number one, make sure you're always right and never apologize. Number two, if you want to destroy rapport with your students, cut off all avenues of appeal. So, uh, if you want to destroy your rapport, don't let your students appeal any of your decisions. You are the teacher, and you better not let them question you ever. Um, as you can see, this is definitely going to destroy your rapport. Um, so let's look at what you should do instead. <laughs> well, if you want to keep your rapport strong, you do need to set up avenues of appeal for your students. Uh, they need to be able to have a way to come to you when they don't understand something or when they think you might have made a mistake. This is especially important as your students get older if you teach middle school or high school. Your students need to be able to come to you respectfully and appeal a grade or a decision or even sometimes a behavior consequence. Uh, you do not always need to end up you know, overturning your decision, but you need to listen to them respectfully and make them feel heard. So to destroy your rapport with your students, number one, make sure you're always right. Number two, cut off all avenues of appeal. Number three, another easy way to destroy your rapport with your students is never laugh, especially at yourself. Um, (laughs) I said in the blog post, if you want to be taken seriously, never smile, never use humor, and above all, never laugh at yourself. Um, Yeah, if you want to destroy rapport, always take everything seriously. Um, And just the opposite is true. If you want to build rapport, don't be afraid to laugh at yourself. Don't be afraid to smile and enjoy teaching. 
The fourth way to destroy your rapport with your students is to turn in students for discipline without talking to them. Okay,、um, this one, I, I've I've seen this one happen as a student、um, <laughs> more times than I can count.、Um, When I was in school and in college, but yeah, if you really want students to get mad at you, just turn them in for detention without saying to them,、uh, saying anything to them. You know, the look of their unsuspecting face when they receive the slip from the office will be priceless, is what I say in the post. <laughs> but the reality is that if you are turning in students for discipline and you're not telling them that you're doing so, you're just waiting for the office、um, to hand them a, you know. You got a detention from Miss So and So today for you know not being prepared for class or for talking or whatever the case. You are number one. That student is going to be furious, even if you had every right to give them the consequence. That is just not the right way to approach it. The student's going to be upset, and number two, you've completely lost the opportunity to talk to them about it and to actually help them make a change. It is just simply not going to work. I know it's hard to have those conversations with students. That's why we're going to be talking about that next week. Is how to have those conversations. But you need to. You absolutely need to talk to the student if any type of discipline is going to be handed out. All right, number five. Another way that's going to another thing that's going to destroy your rapport with your students is yelling at them.、Uh, we already talked about this a little bit, but if your students are misbehaving and you decide to scream at them or go on a huge rant, you will definitely destroy your rapport. Especially if you couple this with number one, which is、um, not apologizing or admitting you're wrong. So once again, listen. I know. I, we are all human. We've all yelled at our students. It's going to happen.、Um, I don't. I don't know if anyone that it hasn't ever. You haven't ever yelled at your students. But let me ask you this: Does it happen all the time? Are you always yelling at them? And when you yell, is it completely like you just you just completely lost it? And do you go back and apologize? You know, if if it's a rare occasion and you go back and apologize, that can actually help build the rapport. But if you just yell at your students all the time and think it's no big deal and just think it's just you know that they were being bad, I just I just had to yell at them. It's not going to be. That's going to be a problem. Your students, you're losing their respect. You're destroying your rapport.、Um, instead, you've really got to focus on controlling your anger, on being calm but stern, like we talked about last week, and then.、Um, If there is a rare occasion, I do actually believe that there might be a rare occasion where yelling、um, might be necessary, especially if you like, you know, it's a safety situation. If you really need to get someone's attention,、um, if you never yell and then you yell one time, that is going to get their attention. But yelling all the time never works. Sixth way that you can destroy your rapport is by accusing a student when you kind of, sort of, probably, maybe know what happened. Okay, so we've all been there. We've had students that we think maybe they cheated,、uh, and we're maybe even pretty sure, but we're not positive.、Um, or you know, I I think I saw so and so. I really think that they might have、um, hit this other kid, or you know, I think they were talking back there. You know, I think they were talking about me.、Um, but seriously, there's times when we think something happened. I think cheating is a really common one,、um, but we're not really sure it did.、Um, here's the thing: a lot of times we just don't know what to do with this. But if you are insistent on that student, you did this, you're in trouble. That's going to destroy your rapport. Let me take an aside real quick and give you some advice about these types of situations.、Um, if you're going to 
if you have this type of situation where you think Clara may have cheated, but you're not positive about it, um, you don't really want to ignore the situation either. Because if you ignore it, then you're basically, um, you know, if she did cheat, then she's, you know, you're kind of um, just leaving it open. She thought she got away with it. You're starting to create a habit. So one of the best things you can do is simply pull that student aside and be pretty honest with them. I would not even ask them. I would not go there. I would not ask them, um, did you cheat on this test? Because, I mean, you're basically asking them to lie. It's a rare person that's going to tell the truth in that situation. So what you can do instead is I would just pull them aside and say, Clara, it really looked like you were cheating on this test. Now, I don't know whether you were or not. If you were not, everything is fine and you can go about your day. But if you were, um, you know, this is not acceptable. It's a big problem. And you can talk and then you can pause there and talk a little bit about why if you'd like. And then say something like, if, you know, I'm not going to sign any consequence right now because I'm not sure if you cheated. But if you continue to cheat, you will be caught and we will have to deal with it at that point. You know, so just kind of give that to them. Hopefully, one of two things is going to happen. Hopefully, if they did cheat before, that was enough. Hopefully, that kind of scares them. It gets their attention um, or they real, or, or they start to think about it and realize, yeah, this was really a bad idea. And that's that. Or the other case is that they don't heed your warning and they cheat again. But here's the thing. Next time around, next time you give a test, you're watching Clara and you're paying very close attention. And if she cheats, you are on it. You see it very clearly. And now you proceed with consequences. Um, so when you're not sure what happened, don't charge that gray hill, as my principal Bill Blankshin used to say. Instead, um, stop, talk to them, and then um, wait to see if it'll happen again. The last way that you can destroy your rapport with your students is probably the most powerful, and that is by putting on a facade. You know, when we pretend to be something we're not, students will see through this. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, acting more confident than you feel. Um, Sometimes we have to do that just to, you know, make it through the day. But I'm talking about actually um, being being genuine with our students. If we're pretending to be something we're not, they might not notice that the first day, the first week, even the first month, but eventually they will. And when they do, everything will come crumbling down. So be honest with them. Um, You know, don't hold them to a different standard than you have for yourself. And um, just be be yourself. Be honest. um, Be open. And um, what you truly believe in your heart, um, is should be who you are and should be who the students see. So above all, please do not put on a facade. So in summary, uh, how the way easy there's so many easy ways to destroy our rapport. Um, number one is to not admit when you're wrong. Number two, cut off all avenues of appeal. Number three, never laugh, especially at yourself. Number four, turn in students for discipline without talking to them. Number five, yell at your students. Number six, accuse a student when you kind of maybe know what happened. And number seven, put on a facade. If you've been making any of these mistakes, do not despair. Just instead, determine in your mind, I am going to change. And tomorrow, have a talk with your students. And reverse number one. Stand up there, apologize, and you'll be well on your way to earning back their respect and building that rapport. 
Well, thank you so much for being here. I really hope this has been helpful for to, to you. Next week, as I teased already, we're going to be talking about a key element of discipline, about those conversations that you need to help have with students. Uh, how, what exactly do you say, and, and how can you really counsel a student and make a difference in their lives? I hope you'll join us next week. In the meantime, don't forget to go to teachfortheheart.com slash training to sign up for the free live training. You can also get um, the, the notes and see this original blog post and at teachfortheheart.com slash podcast six. And as I said last week, please remember to pray for your students, to pray for yourself, and to ask God to intervene in your classroom. I look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, keep growing and keep striving. You really are making a difference.